Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. I am John Thiel Maasbach, and I'm so thankful and happy that you are joining us again today in this broadcast. I hope you are doing well. I hope and pray that you feel blessed. And I know for sure that after hearing the word of God, oh, you will feel so much more blessed and happy because God works through his word. And I do have a special message again today. I want to talk about Abraham. Well, you must have heard that name and you must have heard the stories of Abraham many times, but maybe you're new to the gospel. That's very possible. And you have somewhere heard that name, but you don't know exactly the story. Well, I want to go through his life today And I just want to point out some things that I know will help you because Abraham is such a great example for us today, for those that want to walk the walk of faith, those that want to see miracles happen, that need miracles to happen in their life, those that want to move forward, and especially those that want to be a blessing. Do you want to be a blessing or do you just want to be blessed From an early age, my parents put it in my heart to be a blessing to others and not just someone who wants to suck up all the blessing for themselves. Oh, God wants to bless you. Don't worry about that. But I want to be like that channel. I want to be like an open river that it can just flow through me to others. And that can be through a kind word. That can be in so many different ways. But I also believe very strongly in being a blessing for the next generation. Oh, I hope you are praying for the next generation. So many people today, and this is because of the spirit that is in society today, they are just thinking of themselves and their own timeline. But we must think of future generations. It's very important. I know in Japan, They know that something you do can impact so many generations, I believe seven or nine generations behind them. And so what you do can impact the next generation. It can bring a blessing to them or it can bring a curse to them. Well, I want to bring a blessing to the next generation. And we find all this in the story of Abraham. I want to read a few texts to you. And there are so many verses in scripture that talk about Abraham in the Old and in the New Testament, and you can read his story in Genesis, but I want to read some portions out of the New Testament. Let's start with Hebrews 11, verse 8 to 10. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to the call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, He lived in the country promised him. He lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations, the city designed and built by God. Oh, that's a mighty word right there. Let's go to Romans and chapter 4. We will read verse 13, 16, and 18 to 25. It says, It was not through the law that Abram and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. 
Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abram's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Oh, these are powerful words, and I can imagine that you would just have to take some more time to reread it to understand them fully. But Abraham's faith was not just some kind of weak faith or simple faith. It was resurrection faith. God wants us to have resurrection faith. Faith that God raised Jesus from the dead, but also faith that he will raise us from the dead, that he has raised us from the dead, those that believe in him, that our spirit has been made alive, who was dead in sin, but also that we will be raised to life after we leave and depart this earthly body and that we will be with him forever and forever. Well, Abraham, what a man this was. What a man, what a man. He had faith, and faith made him go against everything that was taught to him. Yes, he grew up in a home of an idol maker. His father was an idol maker. Can you believe that? That his father made these little statues, you know, with a a nose, a mouth, and ears, and hands, and feet, but yet they were dead. In some other Jewish writings, you will find some other stories about Abraham that are not in the Bible. Well, I found them. I don't know if they are actually true or not, but they do say something wonderful. In one occasion, it says that Abraham was taking care of the shop of his father, and a man came in and wanted to buy one of the idols. And so Abraham said to this man, he said, hey, how old are you? And the man said, well, I don't know, 50 or something like that. And Abraham said, you should be ashamed. How can you, a man of 50, put your faith in something that has just been made yesterday? I like that story, yes. And so it is, the truth it is. In another story in these Jewish writings, it says that one day Abraham was there in the shop and there were all these statues there and something just took a hold of him, and righteous anger. I can understand that. Because sometimes when I walk through some store and I see all these idols around, I just want to take a baseball bat and just beat them all because I'm not afraid of those statues. But, you know, maybe the storekeeper will come after me, so I got to be careful. And, of course, this is not the way to go about it. But in this story, it says Abraham, he took a stick 
and he beat all those statues and he put the stick with the largest idol that was in the shop. And his father came back and he saw all those idols destroyed. And he knew, of course, that Abraham was there. And he said, Abraham, what have you done? And Abraham said, what are you looking to me, dad? See where the stick is. That big idol there, he's holding the stick. You must go to him to be the one who's guilty of the damage. Well, of course, the father, he knew that that idol was not the one who broke those other statues because those idols cannot do a thing. And the psalmist says it so beautifully. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have a mouth, but they cannot speak. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have feet, but they cannot run to you to help you or rescue you. They have hands, but they cannot stretch them out to pull you out of misery. Oh, hallelujah. But we serve the living God who is spirit. But Abraham, he grew up in this kind of a society. Joshua also speaks about those that were living there, serving these idols. And Abraham, he was a part of that kind of a society. But somehow in his heart, he knew that this was not reality, that those statues could never be the God who created the heavens and the earth. Those statues could never be the ones that would help him or rescue him or bless him. And so in his heart, he was seeking and longing for an encounter with the real God. And so there are people today, oh, they are living in society that is full of idolatry or atheism, but yet they are living there and in their heart, there is a longing for an encounter with the real God and God sees those hearts, hallelujah. Let us be like Abraham. Let us believe that we can come out of that kind of a society and we can be servants of the true living God. Well, Abraham, he had to go as a pilgrim, and he went on his way. We read it already in these verses. He had to leave his father's house. He did take his father along. He took his nephew Lot along and the family of Lot, and some servants were there. And I don't believe this was the best thing that could happen because, you know, somewhere along the way, they made camp and they stayed there. And they stayed there, and while they stayed there, Abraham did not build an altar to the living God. And God does not speak to Abraham in those years. Yes, years, my dear friend. He made a pit stop far too long there. And it was not until his father died that he got up and moved again forward into the promise of God. These are important lessons, my friend. Oh, not to point the finger to Abraham. No, I'm blessed by Abraham because... What about you and me? Didn't you and me sometimes make a pit stop that lasted far too long and we just lingered there? God gave a promise. God gave a word. He told us to move forward, but because of some reason, or oh, maybe it had to do with the death of his brother and his father lost that son and was there in mourning. And maybe his father just couldn't get up anymore to move forward because of that pain in his heart. And so they decided to stay there. There are many things that keep us in a place. And many times it's suffering and pain that can keep us in a place and keep us from moving forward in the promises of God. But God somehow did a miracle and removed his father from him that he might be able to release himself and move forward into the promises that God had given him and praise the Lord, he did. Well, Abram, he went on his way 
and he did not build a home somewhere of brick and mortar. No, the Bible is very clearly and says he was living in tents because he had his eyes upon an eternal city. Oh, we also can learn from this that even though maybe I'm not telling you, oh, go sell your house and start living in a tent somewhere along the highway. No, I'm not telling you that. But I am telling you, don't get so rooted in this world as many people are so rooted in this world because this world is all that they have. No, we are pilgrims here. We are just passing through. This world is not our home. Oh, we have our eye like Abram had his eye on the eternal city. We are not talking about Jerusalem in Israel that Abraham had his eye upon. He had his eye upon the eternal city, on the new Jerusalem. We need to have our eyes on the eternal city, upon God himself, who is the one that created it. Oh, and we will be with him forever and ever. But so many people, they are sidetracked because they are so rooted in this life, in this world, in this materialism. Oh, release it. Let it go. Give it away. Give it to God. Be free of this world and be ready to move as the Lord tells you to move. Well, Abraham, he got that great and wonderful promise and he received it by faith. By faith, my dear friend. Oh, do you have faith? Do you believe God has something for you in store, something special. I believe it for you, and you need to believe it for yourself, that you are not here by chance, but God has a plan for your life, and that plan is to bless you and to make you a blesser of the nations. And so he received that great promise of God that he would be a father of a great people and of many nations. Oh, yes, and there he was walking with Sarah, who was unfruitful, She could not bear a child, and they were getting older and older and older. Well, there came a point after waiting so long that they said, and Sarah said, well, you know, Abraham, you have received this word of God, but maybe there is another way that that word is supposed to come to fulfillment. I I don't always believe it is such a rebellion and, and and, and that they wanted purposely to go against the word of God. No, I, I believe they were seeking a way for that promise to be fulfilled, and they wanted that promise to be fulfilled, and they started thinking with natural earthly minds together, how could we bring this promise to a reality? And so a plan came, an idea came. Well, what about if we use Hagar, uh, the servant girl, and that She will become pregnant of you, and then let that child be born straight onto my lap. And then we will take that child, and that will be the child of the promise. And Abram said, well, maybe that might be in a way that this promise could be fulfilled. I don't want to point a finger. I'm talking to you about a man who had faults and mistakes, just like you and me have faults and mistakes, but in his heart. He was longing for the reality of God to be fulfilled in God's way, in God's time. But he was sidetracked a little bit here. And so he said, yes, let's do it that way. And that child was born, you know, Ishmael. Oh, Abraham, he must have been so happy because for him, that was his son and fully his son. Oh, Paul, he explains it so beautifully. 
He says, yes, I can understand. And for many people, this is quite a mind-boggling issue. Why is this such a problem? It was Abraham's child, and, and that could be the blessed child, and that should be the child of promise. He was the firstborn, and the firstborn is so important in biblical stories. So, so this is very biblical that the firstborn, Ishmael, should be the child and the heir of promise. But Paul explains it so beautifully, and he says that child was not born out of the promise. That child was not born in freedom. That child was born under the law in slavery through the slave. And we are not children of slavery that are born under the law. We are children of faith that are born out of the promise. These are two different bloodlines. These are two different lines of people. The one that believes that they are the child that deserves the promise because of the law and because they are the firstborn, but they are children of slavery. Oh, on the other side, there are those that are born out of faith, by grace, through the promise, and they are the blessed ones. They are the free ones. And so, yes, even though this story is a sad thing also for Ishmael and, of course, for Hagar, but yet it tells such an important story to us today. I am not a child out of that lineage of slavery, out of that lineage that believes, oh, by the law I have that promise, but I am one that is born by faith, by grace, out of the promise, oh, hallelujah, and there is resurrection power there that has brought me out of death, out of slavery, out of that lineage of slavery, and has brought me into the lineage of the promise, into the lineage of faith, into the lineage of grace. Oh, hallelujah, I am free today. Well, I want to stop right here, but next time I want to continue in the story of Abram, because there's much more we need to share together about this man. And they are stories, oh, they are not complicated, but they do speak to us and our situation today. Oh, yes, they do, my dear friend, and they will help you. Let me say a word of prayer to you. Father, I'm so thankful for those that are listening today, right now. And Lord, I want to bless them in the mighty name of Jesus that they will start to understand, Lord, they need that resurrection faith, that you raised Jesus out of the dead and that he is alive. And because he is alive, we are alive. Hallelujah. It's not because of the law, but it is because of grace that is found in Jesus Christ. It is because of the promise that you made that through a miracle, not by the flesh, not by earthly works, but Lord, by the miracle that comes through the promise that you have given in your word, that we are born again, forgiven of sin, accepted and made holy and acceptable for you because of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. Oh, Lord, I believe today. I believe today. Help me to believe, Lord, and hold on to me, I pray, and to all those that are listening this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.